Good evening, everybody. Yes, I said evening. Welcome to the first ever nighttime recording of the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I am your host, Bob Argyle, and tonight's episode is entitled The Woman and the Wise Old Elder. Sit back and relax, and welcome to this evening's episode. Evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? So, uh, yes, this is my first evening podcast, trying something a little bit different. And um, I'm going to knock this podcast out because you know what? Uh, I think in about 40 minutes, the NFL season's kicking off. And although I can't stand Green Bay or the Chicago Bears, I'm a Bills fan. Thank you very much. Yep, please uh, save your comments for later. For a later time, well, actually, don't share them with me. Because I don't want to hear them. I've heard them all. But um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to kicking back and uh, catching some football. It's been a long time coming. I love my baseball. But, uh, you know, there's something different about the start of football season. I can feel it outside. The weather's starting to change just a tad. Not too bad. It was pretty warm today. Um, It was a good day. Took Dylan out on the motorcycle. Um, That was nice. She'd been bugging me for a while to get out on the bike, so uh, picked her up, um, you know, a little bit earlier than usual. Bobby had practice, so uh, we took advantage of that, and Dylan and I went out for a little ride, and uh, she was was grinning ear to ear. She just loves riding on that bike, and uh, she told me tonight that she can't wait till she's old enough to buy her own Harley, so um, I just love that girl. She's definitely my girl, but um, so tonight I'm trying something a little bit different. Tonight, I'm actually recording my podcast with my kids in the house. Now, this is a risky play. This is definitely a risky play because it's probably just a matter of time. Like if if I was a betting man, I'm not, but if I was, I would put my money on sometime in the next 30 minutes, Bobby coming in and Bruce Lee in my office door wide open. That's kind of, uh, that's how he enters a room around here. He just kicks that bad boy wide open. If he's got something to say, um, yeah, he's going to say it. And what's really fun is when he Bruce Lee's a door in the bathroom. When I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, that's happened before. Just getting out of the shower, God forbid, doing something else. Um, It's just kind of how we roll in this house. So I'm going to do my best to get through this podcast. But, you know, I wanted... I wanted to talk about something today. Um, I know I fluctuate. I know I'm all over the place, but these last couple of weeks have been pretty freaking challenging for me. Um, and we all deal with it, right? Um, we all have challenges that we go through different seasons of the year, uh, literally, figuratively. We just, you know, some some parts of the year tend to be easier than others. And, you know, most of my year has been pretty good. These past couple months um, have been chocked full of uh, some tough conversations inside of business, um, 
also, you know, personally, I've had a lot of tough conversations, especially over the past couple of weeks, um, on a personal level with some people in my life. And, um, you know, then you, then you kind of throw in school starting back up, um, for my kids, you know, cross country and baseball and swimming and homework. And we've crammed in end of summer trips and now the summer is kind of winding down and we're trying to find our place this year and trying to get back into our routine. And um, throughout all of that, especially these past couple weeks here, I have been negotiating a deal, um, a fairly large deal for our company. And, um, you know, really for for the hail business, this is probably the closest thing to a unicorn <laughs> we're ever going to find. Uh, we're, we're a hail company, so we're used to traveling around, following the storms, stopping in, landing the deal. Once we land the deal, then staffing the deal, working the deal, closing out the deal, then cleaning up the deal at the end. And it's just, that's we're creatures of habit, right? So that's what we're used to doing. Every once in a while, though, a deal kind of falls in your lap or an opportunity. It, not that it fell in my lap because we've had to work very hard to get this deal. We weren't the only company bidding on it, but Every once in a while, an opportunity presents itself that you've never, you never in a million years would have thought would have presented itself. So what we had happen a couple weeks ago is through one of our targeted email campaigns, um, we had kind of put the bug in the ear of a dealership um, in our backyard, which is nice, that just so happened to have just purchased a large amount of hail damaged vehicles. Now, I'm not going to say what kind of vehicles. <laughs> I might have dent guys listening to this podcast. So uh, for confidentiality reasons, um, I'm not going to say what kind of vehicles they are. But um, I had the, the body shop manager reach out, who I kind of know, and he's like, hey, Bob, um, this is what's going on. We just literally purchased... Uh, it was like 90 of these vehicles, and they were going back to purchase another 60 of these vehicles. And uh, they all have heavy hail damage on them, and they want these cars fixed. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'll come in and I'll bid on the job. And so the last couple of weeks have been back and forth and negotiations, and I put the initial bid on there, and I put a very good bid on there. And um, then we had to wait for that to play out and see if we got the deal. Well, just today we found out that we got the deal, which is nice because, um, again, it's in my backyard. Sleep in my own bed every night. Um, and really, I think I'm the happiest for our technicians because our team here, especially our New York team, like the entire DentSmart team, but our New York team this year has just busted their ass for us. Um, these seven men have literally done everything that I've asked of them all year long. And they've really just, it's been a team effort. They put the company name before their own personal companies because they're subcontractors at the end of the day. They have their own businesses and whatnot. And they just, they sub out the work for me when I land it. Um, it's been really cool to see. And it's nice to be able to reward them with a job like this at the end of the year in their home state of New York. 
Um, hail season was pretty much over. Hail season was done. I mean, we were pretty much starting to close out the books on the 2019 hail season and starting to get into projection mode and marketing mode. When all of a sudden this opportunity presents itself, and over the past couple of weeks we've been able to secure the deal. Um, so it's been a nice shot in the arm for us. It's going to be a very nice finish to what has been a pretty slow hail season for us. Um, and it's really going to help these guys um, to, to kind of finish up their years, um, their year, I should say, on a good note. So it's going to be quite an undertaking. Um, roughly 140 some odd cars. Um, want to have them done in 60 days. So 70 cars a month we have to have cranked out. We're going to be running split shifts at the shop. Uh, these vehicles are going to be brought and dropped right at our shop in Syracuse. And then uh, we're going to have a team of technicians going through the day. And then we're going to have shift change. Um, they'll go home. We're going to have a team going at night, working literally around the clock for the next two months here to get these vehicles done, get them back to the client. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge. It's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to have to be a team effort. And uh, the guys that we have rolling into town right now, um, great group, great group. So in addition to my team, my New York team, we've also had to call on Densmart Corporate to send in roughly another six or eight technicians as well. And uh, we'll be up to full capacity uh, Monday. So looking forward to that. But anyways, so it's been, it's been a crazy couple weeks for me. Um, and because of that, these past few days... Last weekend was a good weekend. I was able to get up to the river, to the family camp, and spend that uh, with my kids and with my family. Um, but again, as I was saying, there's been some tough kind of challenges um, that I've, you know, in my personal life and whatnot that I've been kind of going through and um, with some friendships and whatnot. And I think it all kind of came to, started to come to a head the past couple of days here where... Um, I just felt very uneasy. I was kind of uncentered. Shit was starting to get to me easily. Um, I was easily bothered. Um, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But I realized that it had been probably, I don't know, probably close to a week since I had meditated, since I had really done like a real meditation, not just a five or 10 minute thing just to check the box, but really like a 20 minute meditation. Um, minimum um, guided meditation, which I really enjoy. I really enjoy. It. And it never, never fails. It always seems to calm me. It always seems to center me and it kind of puts shit back in perspective. Um, so what I did was I told myself this morning, I was, you know, I decided I was going to meditate. And now I have a meditation app um, called insight timer and there's a few um, it's all different people with all different types of meditation guided meditation and all that stuff and really if you haven't tried it don't knock it until you tried it um, I was that guy two years ago that was like yeah, meditation that's for wussies you know guys don't meditate whatever yeah bullshit for men especially men who are juggling and I'm not excluding women but I'm a guy I'm a dude so um, I know the problems and the challenges that men face in day-to-day -day life. So um, for men that are feeling uneasy, who are feeling like they're struggling, who are feeling like they have turmoil inside, 
Um, meditation is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's something that I've learned to do and it never fails. It always, it always works. It always works for me. It calms me down. So what I did was, uh, I have a number of people on this app that I really, really enjoy, but one lady in particular is very, very good. And, uh, I just, I really connect with her and, um, it usually when I'm going into the app, she's the one that I find. So what today's meditation, guided meditation, was about was about us as humans. And as humans, we tend to focus on the bad. We tend to focus on the negative. You see it in politics. You see it in the media. We tend to just, it, it just seems like that's society, society today. That's where we are as a civilization is um, everybody's fired up. Everybody's pissed off. You know, and instead of finding the good in life, we tend to focus on the bad. Now, for me, this really hit home because this is kind of where I was um, in my mind and in my heart. This is where I've, I've been kind of hovering over the past few days, focusing on the negative. Just kind of stuck in a rut. Just kind of, you know, woe is me. So this meditation really couldn't have come at a better time for me but what i wanted to share with you was this story it's a really cool story that she starts off the meditation with this is how it goes in hope of finding solace and healing for all that was ailing her a woman seeks help from a wise old elder she sits on her knees in front of the wise man and spills before him her angst and stories of woe she speaks of how afraid she is of the world warming, of her children's unruly behaviors. She speaks of her fear of the unknown and what the opaque future may hold. She tells him of the anger that erupts, sometimes seemingly out of nowhere, how her body aches and how at times her heart feels like it's a stranger to her. He listens to her stories in great pains with his eyes deeply fastened on hers. Then there's a long pause as the woman waits for the wise elder's response. And finally he speaks. Ah, yes, he says. But tell me, what do you love? And really that hit home to me, especially this morning. Because everything going on around us, we just tend to gravitate towards the negative shit in our life. You know, and this story couldn't sum it up better. We speak of our problems. We speak of our hurt, which is, which is healthy. And we do need to speak about this shit and we do need to get it out. But sometimes focusing on the positive or focusing on the lessons, it's one of the biggest things we've learned in Warrior. Every experience that we have whether that's good or bad, there's a lesson inside of it. So she goes on to share a poem by Carl Sagan, who was a physicist, I believe, an astronomer, maybe an astronomer too. He was a number of things. He was a very smart dude, much smarter than me. And apparently he could write like a badass because this is what she shares. We speak most often of our dread our worry, our criticism, and our judgments. 
We're fed fear through the media, and then we open our mouths only to regurgitate that same fear. We're caught circling, passing on, and handing the baton of our turmoil. I've noticed recently how little we are speaking of what is joyous to us and instead recycling the hurt of the world simply because we have forgotten to feed ourselves with love. We have forgotten how to sit in the raw and present moment to wake the heart inside of us. She goes on, to really remember that though life is full of that which is hard and heartbreaking. We are each held together by a love that knows no bounds. We are here to grow and know love. So why do we speak more often of what hurts than of what heals and sustains us through this hurt? In conclusion, we must learn to train ourselves to speak less about what is wrong and more of what is right, of what is good within and around us. This radiates the truth of this life, the real truth that this life can at times be frightening and hurtful, but is mostly glorious and thread together by that which we love. For small creatures such as we, the vastness is only bearable through love. It's pretty powerful shit. So throughout the rest of of the meditation, she lists off everything that she loves about her life, about her family, about the world. And given where I've been over the past couple weeks, I thought, what better way for me to start my day than to list off my own list of the things that I love? So after my meditation, the other part of this that I've shared in the past is uh, journaling. And it's about kind of slowing down life, all right? When everything's going crazy, things aren't going the way you wish they would. The importance of slowing down life and just being present in the moment and enjoying everything good that you have in your life right now, which is something that I haven't done in a long time. But we have to journal. We have to, when it's fresh in our mind, because especially with me, it's, it's so quickly there and gone. If I don't write this down, if I don't put it in my journal, some of these revelations or profound thoughts that I have to myself <laughs> probably wouldn't be profound to anybody else. But um, it's a practice that has really helped me to kind of center and slow things down. So... I have this journal that I've been keeping for a couple years now. Well, I got a stack of them. But um, so what I did was I pulled out my journal today. And here is a list of my own, of everything that I love. Things that I love. I love my warrior brothers. I love my brothers in Christ. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. I love to hear my daughter Dylan singing in the house because since she was a baby, I always knew where she was 
in the house, no matter what, because she's constantly singing under her breath. So when I hear her singing in my house, I know she's happy. I know she's content. I know she feels safe. I love waking up in the morning to Bobby in my bed, (laughs) even if he's kicking me. Sometime throughout the evening, he is snuck up because he wants to be with me. I love listening to George Jones on vinyl. I love a good thunderstorm and the smell and the energy in the air after it. I still love it when my dad calls me Bobby. I love it when my family still calls me Little Bob. (laughs) I love watching my kids play ball. I love watching the ocean liners at night from our camp on the St. Lawrence. It's surreal. It's almost extraterrestrial. As you can kind of look out over the river to the Canadian side, you see this big, massive object. And all you see are the lights, and it's kind of slowly crawling up the river. It's a cool sight. I love it how Bobby still hugs me and literally won't let go. It makes me feel like he'd stay that way for hours. I love waking up to the waves when I'm on vacation in the Outer Banks. I love the fires that we have at the Canajahari cottage that we go to in the winter. It's a cottage that I found back in 2014 when I was just beginning to go through my separation. And ever since I found this cottage, the kids and I go back there at least twice a year, but always in the winter at least once. Because we, it's got this big, massive fireplace, and we just build these massive, huge fires, and we sit around. There's no cable. There's no Wi-Fi. We read. We play board games. And we enjoy each other's company. I love watching Dylan chasing Ollie around the house. For those of you that don't know, Ollie is my cat. (laughs) And hearing her childish laughs as Ollie is just as good at tag as Dylan. I love watching my Bills play on a Sunday. When the sauce is cooking and I got nowhere to go. I love sitting at NBT Bank Stadium with Dylan and Bobby in the summer and talking about anything other than baseball. I love walking around Yankee Stadium. But as much as I love my Yankees and their beautiful new stadium, here's a secret. I actually love Fenway Park even more. (laughs) I love going to bed knowing that my kids are in the house and they're home with me 
and they're safe. I love homemade, no-chip, chocolate chip cookies. Which I think is just another word for sugar cookies, maybe. But when I was a kid, my mother knew I didn't like the chocolate chips and the cookies. So to this day, a fresh, no-chip, chocolate chip cookie, it's as good as it gets. I still love Christmas Day just as much as I did when I was a kid. I love the smell of nitrous in the fall on a clear day at the races with my dad and my Uncle Dale. I love a good bonfire by the water. I love snow days and the kids and I still put pencils in the freezer for good luck. I love the brief period of time that my house is clean before my kids mess it up again. I love losing to Bobby in Call of Duty. I love a good Netflix binge. I love riding Harleys with my dad. I love a good whiskey on the rocks or a glass of dry red wine. Drier the better. I love the silence of the morning and the smell of fresh brewed coffee. I love a good self-help book or podcast. I love driving to unknown destinations. Just me and the radio. I love saying and hearing I love you from my kids. I love the satisfaction of paying my bills on time every month. I love the first hailstorm of the year. I love God and my country. I love long conversations with my sister. I love a good steak, medium well, of course. I love handing candy out on Halloween still. I love to help others when I can. I love seeing my friends succeed. I love my business. I love the smell of a lilac bush. It was my mother's favorite. And every time I smell it, I stop and remember her. I love walking on an ocean beach. Any beach will do. And thinking that she's walking beside me. Her favorite poem was Footprints. I believe it was Footprints. But anyways, I always just feel like she's there with me. It's best to walk in the morning when it's quiet and the waves are calm. I love to hear about her leg wrestling stories and how nobody could beat her. I love watching videos or home movies, but videos these days, of my kids. And I cry every time. I love to love and be loved. 
the most important thing of all is that somewhere inside of us is this gift. And we need to remind ourselves of what matters in our life. And as she put it in the meditation today, reminding ourselves of what matters in life, this practice is like finally being able to see, tuning the frequency of our body, of our life, this life. It's to let the heartbreak around us move through us instead of lodge and hardening our path. It is to become so clear that others can see who they are by what we are reflecting. In remembering what we love and speaking more of this than anything else, we create a space where grace and mercy can reach us. As people come and go from our lives, some by choice, some not, Continuing to focus on what we love. By doing this, we remember we are here above all else to love. And life is too short not to. So what I'm doing this weekend, it's been another crazy, crazy hell season. It really has. It never disappoints. It never disappoints. It's had its ups and downs, its surprises inside of business, outside of my business. It's been an eventful past six months. And I'm taking this weekend to remind myself of what matters in my life. I've got a few-day window here. The new job starting Monday. And then I'm going to be back into the day-to-day craziness for another couple months. So this is my opportunity. So what I'm doing this weekend is I'm just going to take off because that's something that I love. I remember. I remember when I was first going through my separation. That's what I do. That's what I do. I just wanted so bad to get out of town. I wanted to get so bad to just get away from the looks, away from the judgment. And some of the best times that I had, and the worst, (laughs) were just hopping in the car, cranking the tunes, and going. So that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. And I would recommend, if you have an opportunity to do this yourself, that you take advantage of it. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this weekend. Just kind of enjoy being with my thoughts and being by myself. I'm looking forward to it. So that's it. The challenge I'm going to leave you with today is this. When was the last time you took a moment to step back? And really look at all the good that you have around you. I'd ask you to consider that if you have your health and you have the love of your family and your loved ones, is there really anything else? 
but a good exercise to really put things back into perspective. If you're in this mode where life is moving too fast, get yourself a journal. Break it out. Enlist everything in your life that matters to you. Everything in your life that you love. Take a moment and recognize that. So today's podcast, a little more subdued. (laughs) This is what you get from, it's like deep thoughts, deep thoughts with Bob Argyle. (laughs) But it's nighttime. Um, I got a melatonin in me. And I'm getting ready to watch some football and crash out for the night. So in closing, I'd ask you that if you connect with this message or you know somebody that would connect with this message, that you would simply share it up. You can also find me at robertargyle.com. That's my blog site designed for the body shop owner or manager who's looking for a little more information on proper health management. You can also find me at Robert E. Argyle on Facebook or the Robert Argyle on Instagram. Also, if you could uh, find my site, I believe uh, this uh, podcast is housed on iTunes. If you could find it and leave me a review, uh, that really helps my rankings. Other than that, thank you again for listening to the Crush Hail Academy podcast. I am your host, Bob Argyle. Have a great evening.